Hey everyone, it's Latoya, just uh, recording a special introduction for this episode. Um, as you may have noticed, uh, this episode didn't drop on Friday like it usually would. Uh, that is because as I was editing it, I noted my rant about, uh, actually not even a rant, just a discussion and kind of being baffled about uh, the Vampire Diaries and its discussion or lack thereof of slavery. So I felt like uh, dropping this episode on Juneteenth was a, not the right decision to make. Um, so I hope you guys aren't upset about the delay. And if you are, as usual, me and uh, Morgan and Joe will fight you. Um, so without further ado, The Empire Diaries. <laughs> Welcome to the Empire Diaries. We know the risk, but we had to podcast. I am one of your hosts, Latoya Ferguson. I'm Morgan Ludich. And I'm Jill Dafio. Today, uh, we are talking about episodes 15 and 16 of uh, season one, A Few Good Men, and There Goes the Neighborhood. And beforehand, I had to go through the archives of the old TV.com uh, photo recaps of The Vampire Diaries by Price Peterson, and they hold up. They're great. Still love them. <laughs> Jeremy is not in this first episode that we watched, but he's in the second one, and he has his sixth haircut of the season, and it is the iconic um, Katie Holmes haircut, if you will. How do you feel about that, Morgan? He's rocking like an Amy Dunn sharp bob almost, and I love it, and I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. <laughs> Jill, how do you feel about Jeremy's hair in his episode that he's in? So I will say you guys warned me, and I did say I like longer hair. Um, I'm going to take that one back. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a take back from me. Uh, yeah. We did warn you. You did. You did. We did. Too much of a good thing is possible. <laughs> Those beanies a couple episodes ago, they were warning you too. It was like, even production was like, we can't allow this to be shown. And yet... <laughs> And yet here we are. <laughs> Jill, these are two new to you episodes. How did you feel about them? They were fine. Um, I feel like there were more memorable episodes previously. Mm -hmm. But we're getting to a, a fun story, I guess. Mm -hmm. I guess that's what I'm looking for. These ones are definitely a little piece movie and kind mm -hmm. of trying to like introduce the tomb vampires and like mm -hmm. the stuff with Elena's mom and Alaric's backstory, but they're really fun. Yeah, I was gonna say I agree that they're fine. They're definitely not as amp inducing as like the past few episodes have been where mm -hmm. the chat was uncontrollable those past few episodes, honestly. <laughs> yes, it was, but there was there was still still plenty for the chat to do. <laughs> Yeah, um, these two, well, it's just, it is a lot of preparing because, like, when I think about, like, this era in the show, of, like, in the season, I, I think I'm thinking about, like, the next two episodes specifically, which uh, those are what we'll have Michael on for, right? Yes, he's really excited. <laughs> so, yeah, these are set up for uh, the boy episodes of the show. <laughs> <laughs> so we will have a, a boy to talk about uh, boy time. These uh, have some good stuff in them. These have some good boy time in them, but it's not like full boy time. 
Yeah, they're getting prepared to go full boy time. But let's see. We have a few uh, introductions uh, in these episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the introduction and subsequent death of Amanda Detmer as uh, Trudy Peterson. Mm-hmm. We have the introduction of some of the tomb vampires. We got Vampire Harper, who's a sweet boy. Then we have Frederick, who I, I put in the chat is Fred Dick, and his girlfriend, who is now dead, uh, Beth Ann, aka Bitch Ann. I did not put that in the chat, but I put that in my notes. <laughs> Fred Dick and Bitch Ann were in my notes, and I'm like, I, I feel good about that. Uh, we have the introduction of Isabel being a terrible wife and mother. Yep. <laughs> which is a very important introduction. Yeah. And we have the introduction of Melinda Clark as Matt and Vicky's mother, Kelly Donovan. <laughs> That's me delivering a slow clap. It's, it's great to see Kelly. <laughs> so let's get started on a few Goodman. You know, the John mm. Goodman episode of Vampire Diaries. Yeah. <laughs> a great get for them at this point. Imagine. Imagine John Goodman on the Vampire Diaries. Let's, uh, let's do some fan casting right there. Uh, who would I want John Goodman to be? John Goodman should have played Giuseppe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it, actually. That's 100% what should have happened, and you should have done, like, a foghorn-like horn accent. <laughs> John Goodman as Giuseppe Salvatore. <laughs> yeah, okay, yes. I, like, there's, there, I was going to say that he could be, like, a council member now, but no, I want him as Giuseppe. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would mean I want to watch him play croquet with Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> This is good. Julie Pleck, give me a call. Yeah. We've got ideas. <laughs> so a few good men begins with uh, Vampire Harper, uh, one of the, the two vampires coming out. Uh, he's in the woods of Atlanta Mystic Falls. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, just, I have no idea where I am, really. I mean, I guess he knows he's in Mystic Falls, obviously. But he's like, uh... What, like what time is it? Like it, or like what day is it? It's like it's Saturday. What year? Twenty ten. So you know he's been in the tomb for a while. I love a dramatic. What year is it? From a uh, you know like time traveler or a person like uh, Harper who's you know been essentially comatose for a long time. And uh, this one didn't disappoint. This guy has a very appropriate reaction to what year by being like, it's two thousand ten. Are you okay? What are those kids always partying in the cemetery? Their their brains are rotten, you know. Oh yeah. So the guy is helpful, even though he's like, "Come on, dude, what's up?" Oh, and Harper, he's like, "You seem like a very nice person. I'm sorry." And then Harper feeds on him and takes his clothing. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Oh, Harper, you sweet boy, you sweet sweet boy." He's very sweet. He does like, get scared of his phone and throw it on the ground, which I like. <laughs> I love that so much. It's very cute. Don't we all wish we could do that? Ah, uh, in this planet? <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, good classic uh, vampire shit. Yeah. And then over on the Gilbert porch, Elena is leaving a voicemail for Bonnie, uh, mm. who gets Bonnie's uh, out of town, just hanging with her aunt. Which aunt? We don't know. We need to learn more about Bonnie's family since her grams died, you know? Yep. <laughs> But yeah, so Elena's like, I miss you. I hope you're t- doing well. Uh, Bonnie's not doing well because her grams just died and yep. she was there. But, you know, it's a thought that counts. And then Jenna's like, hey, let's talk more about Isabel because I got some information. And then the greatest <laughs> scene in the history of television happens. Uh, I banged it. 
I once I realized it was about to happen, I was so happy. Never been happier. It's just it's just Sarah Canning saying, so I binged it. So I binged it. A very emotional delivery of the words, so I binged it. Jill, how did you feel about the delivery of the words, so I binged it? Uh, you know, it's a little uncomfortable, <laughs> but I don't think there's a good way to uh, <laughs> bing something. Do you think she could have done a better job, or do you think she's doing as good a job as she possibly could? I think she's doing as good, right? Yeah, she did a great job for having to bing something. <laughs> you know who didn't do a great job? Whoever was in charge of uh, photoshopping Mia Kirshner and Amanda Detmer in those cheerleading uniforms. <laughs> oh, I love a good Photoshop. It makes me happy. I love a good Photoshop. That's not what we got. <laughs> like As I noted, that's like a photo of Mia Kirshner from like not another teen movie. <laughs> we would all do well to remember. <laughs> So I, I guess that Amanda Detmer's photo was like from Saving Silverman. <laughs> uh, remember Saving Silverman? I do. <laughs> Just wanted to check. Uh, <laughs> so they walk away from the scene kind of with the lead that like she had a friend named Trudy, which I could not hear. Um, I had my volume down too low. So I have my notes, Trudy slash Judy, question mark. Couldn't tell. Uh, but it's Trudy. And... Um, you know, Jenna brings it up. Hey, there's like a, you know, like your history teacher who I kind of am like flirting with. Uh, he has a dead wife and her name's also Isabel. Pretty weird, huh? And she's also from the same area as your mom, Isabel. You might want to bing that. Let's just like have that in the back of our minds as we move forward. Oh, <laughs> uh, yikes. And then so Elena tells Devin, he's like, oh, Larry's wife may have been your mother. Yep. <laughs> And they're like, it's too much of a coincidence. It can't be true. Shrug. It's like, Rick's dead wife? So you might have two dead moms now. Whoops. <laughs> whoops, whoops, whoops. Uh, you know, and he says that she's like a lot, she's a lot of feelings surrounding all of this stuff. She's not ready to find out if her mom, you know, has died. So Stefan says, I'll go with you to see her if you want. Oh, yeah. But he also tries to fish to see if she knows how Rick's wife died, because if she did know, she would be very upset. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> because, again, <laughs> Stefan's not going to tell her the complete truth. Yeah, God, he's got to get over that. <laughs> <laughs> Will Stefan ever get over that? We shall find out. There are eight seasons of the show. <laughs> Speaking of Stefan, in our next scene, uh, David calls him Buzzkill Bob. <laughs> Damon, who is coping uh, with the, the loss of Catherine yet again uh, with some sorority girls for Tridelts. Jill, do you want to say the Tridelt joke? Oh, yes. <laughs> do I actually? You do. <laughs> do it. <laughs> Listen, if you're in Tridelt and you're listening to this, I love you. You're perfect. Mm -hmm. um, however, I learned <laughs> back in my frat star days if you can't score anywhere else, try Delt. <laughs> <laughs> she wrote that in the chat, and we were very upset. It was incredibly cute. I loved it. <laughs> it's like, geez, Jill. <laughs> I love, I love that Jill's a bro. <laughs> Jill's a bro. Jill's a bro. <laughs> so yeah, Jill being a bro. Is why I feel like she can connect a lot with Damon's various uh, ways of lashing out. 
Mm-hmm. They're very emo bro-y as well. I love it. <laughs> it's like, this is very bad and he is using these young women and Jill's like, love it, love it all. <laughs> it's so great because he literally says, I gotta go exploit some women in the name of grief as the end of the scene. And Jill's like, yep, I get that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least he's self-aware. This speaks to Jill. <laughs> Uh, in in Jill's defense, uh, Michael was also in the room for that scene, and he also laughed very loud. It was like, hell yeah, I laughed. Of course the bros are all about it. Um, I I enjoy, uh, like, I, I Damon in this mode is definitely, like, a guilty pleasure for me, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is really fun, although I don't think this is a huge spoiler, Jill, but I will say the Damon of later in the show, which I think I've said before, would not do that in the house without putting down like a tarp or something. Like he values that furniture and stuff more than he does. <laughs> Which is something I also appreciate about Damon. But uh, basically like the business of the scene is that Damon's like, I'm not killing people. Don't worry. And Stefan's like, Hey, remember speaking of whether or not you kill people, <laughs> remember this girl, Isabel and Damon's like, Oh, that's a needle in a haystack. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I drink a lot of women's blood. <laughs> Be more specific. Yeah, and Stefan's, like, trying to tell him it's very important. He's like, nothing is important. Not anymore. What a little emo bitch. <laughs> I love it. Like, he's a second away from listening to Dashboard Confessional. I really wish we could have done that. I wish. <laughs> That's all I want. would love to hear some Dashboard Confessional. <laughs> Just him blasting Vindicated, please. <laughs> Again, how is how is there not a single follow-up boy needle drop in this entire series? It's fucked up. It's a crime. It really is. <laughs> I'm going to release a um, alternate version of the show uh, cut oh, with no. follow-up boy needle drop. We're going to have like, a Patreon and it's just going to be like alternative scenes with Morgan's like shoddy music editing over them. <laughs> um Anyone at Warner Brothers, if you can get me the cuts of these episodes without music, uh, I would so appreciate that. <laughs> We're going to do the lamest Warner Brothers heist ever. <laughs> We're going to steal the hard copies of The Vampire Diaries. I'm going to get those masters. <laughs> and when you hear one of these scenes with thanks for the memories playing over it, you're going to lose your mind. <laughs> When you hear multiple scenes with things for the memories playing over it, you're going to fucking explode. Wait till we get to a party scene where Dance Dance is playing over it. These are the goals. If we ever get a Patreon. Jill, what uh, Fall Out Boy song do you want Morgan to edit into the show? The last of the real ones. I haven't been able to stop listening to it since we brought it up. Hell yeah. I've always wanted to have a Fall Out Boy podcast, so this is just like scratching an itch for me. <laughs> Are you talking FOB to me? Eight, eight seasons of Emperor Diaries and Fall Out Boy Talk. <laughs> God. Um, I will go over band member names later. <laughs> um, our next scene is a Matt and Caroline scene. And I wrote, Caroline Horny, dot, 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 mom? Question mark. Yes, I wrote, she wants to fuck. Ha, Melinda Clark. Great. So what were, your, what were your notes like for this episode, by the way? Guys, I'm going to be honest. My notes are not much for this episode. For I have one for episode 15, and it's LOL, Demo killed Elena's mom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the gist, you know? Uh, I was just, like, really invested. 
that I forgot to take notes. <laughs> I mean, that's a good sign, though. You're you're the yeah. first time watcher, so you like it's good that you like care and want to like watch. Yeah, that's what we're. <laughs> yeah, we've seen these things a million times, so I can yeah I can take a beat and I can write some bull and I can write Caroline Horny dot 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 mom question mark. Yeah, I can write <laughs> Caroline wants to fuck uh, Melinda Clark. <laughs> We have that ability. Um, this seems really cute. I don't know. Like they're they, they uh, these are kind of big mad episodes, which is nice. Like mm-hmm. um, in having Melinda Clark there, it gives someone for like Zach Rorig to like act against and have like angst with. Uh, and it's really nice. Uh, I it sucks that uh, he's all alone and um, isn't doing great. But um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love Melinda Clark. I'm very happy to see her. She is so good. And she's like immediately great in this, but she's also immediately very mean to Caroline. Which is illegal and against the rules. <laughs> she, she'd go to prison. Uh, yeah. Agreed. Um, but yeah, she's just like an asshole to Caroline. And then that's the scene. Uh, I remember originally watching this back in the day. It might be a thing where, like, maybe somehow she does not know who Caroline is. It's like, no, she knows exactly who Caroline is, and that's part of why she hates her. Yep. Which is nice because of that, like, the with the tomb vampires, like, so angry at the founding families and all of this stuff, it's nice to know that that's, like, that's not unfounded still. Mm-hmm. Like, the idea that, like, Kelly kind of hates them, too, and, like, hates the status that they have and the way that they wield their power and the fact that we've seen that a lot of people on the council are assholes. Yeah. Um, I enjoy that. Like, I enjoy that kind of the perpetuation of the original sin and all that stuff. It's cool. Although, based on what we've seen from, like, multiple episodes, people, and that includes even Caroline, are all really shitty to Lizzie Forbes, despite the fact she doesn't seem to be an asshole. She really is, like, the one person who's nice. And they're all just like, God, she's the worst. <laughs> she's a sweetheart. At least Damon realizes it. Damon's her best friend. I, we are going to talk about that scene, and it is going to, I'm going to be so happy. <laughs> Our next scene is an, is an Alaric and Jenna scene. Which is cute but then there's a moment that is not cute and it reminds me of vampire diaries really weird race and civil war optics oh what did they do there's the line uh, so they're talking about the fundraiser and i guess the lark's like basically just like this is dumb because like they're putting up the banner for it right and then just says in this town fundraising is like indentured servitude you don't have a choice and i'm like don't you mean slavery <laughs> jenna and like can we say slaves are we allowed to say that in this show I also just don't think that having to participate in a charity auction for one night is indentured servitude. Yeah, um, yeah this might be uh, this the wrong usage of some words. I mean, we're like also dancing around the fact that, like, yes, Harper's a sweet boy. Harper was also definitely 100% a slave. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was possibly Pearl Slave, if we're being honest. It kind of seems like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we're not supposed to talk about that, I guess? I I don't know what the deal is. Like, I, I don't know whose mandate that is. Like, if, like, Kate and Julie Plack feel like the show's not built to discuss that kind of thing, or if, like, the CW or Warner Brothers was like, what if you guys didn't talk about uh, slavery on our show that's about young, hot people uh, smooching? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I'm not sure where that mandate came from, but... Definitely something I think they talk about the wrong amount. <laughs> I talked about the like CW aspirational um, thing before, and uh, slavery not aspirational. <laughs> I mean, 
we'll talk about this more once we get to the season finale with what the event of the week is for the season finale. Mm-hmm. Because it's insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Just like, what What are you talking about? But like, it's insane. The finale is going to be... <laughs> gonna be a long episode it's gonna be a real barn burner the finale is is phenomenal but like the event of the week that is surrounded by is like holy shit it's pretty wild um any okay alaric and jenna they talk about the bachelor auction uh and they have a little smooch and then jenna ruins the moment and she even says she's gonna ruin the moment so i love jenna in this moment so much she's like fuck like this is jenna being a very good guardian in that she's like i'm gonna fuck this up um and i'm gonna ask you about your dead wife dead wife because i think she might be my niece's mom which means you're also my niece's stepfather yeah, Alaric is pretty shocked by this, and um, he kind of runs away. She really fucks it up in this moment when his hair is looking right, like, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they should just hook up. I, I really <laughs> enjoy them. I think they're so cute, and they're both, like, so charming and lovely. And it's nice to see just, like, two grown-ups on the show. It's very cute. Yes. Uh, we talk about Jeremy's hair a lot, but, like, this is, like, Rick finally having the correct hair, so I had to bring it up. No, it's looking nice. <laughs> Jill, how do you feel about this scene, about Jenna fucking it up, about Rick's hair? Oh, um, Rick, his name. He was yeah. looking good. I'm sorry, Warner. <laughs> yeah, Warner. <laughs> Warner was looking fantastic. Um, I love Jenna in this scene. It's very relatable. Just fucking mm. everything up. <laughs> 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 not the maturity part the whole fucking everything up part yeah. <laughs> yeah don't worry i'll talk about the part in which i found jenna relatable later in these scenes <laughs> uh speaking of fucking everything up uh, elena goes to see trudy alone even though stefan's like when you decide to go see trudy bring me with you yeah although based on what happens it, it wouldn't have worked out if he had come yeah yeah. She um, she gives this kind of like long winded excuse for why she did it that that's sweet, but um, doesn't quite cut it. Where <laughs> she explains that she was th- like driving, which made her think about her mom teaching her to drive, and made her think that she should just do this. <laughs> um, it's all right, like Nina Dobrev does a, a a nice job trying to sell the emotion of it, but it's it's hard, you know, like it's always hard to watch someone make a bad decision. <laughs> um, but Trudy, uh, you know, doesn't invite her in, but watches her step over the threshold anyway. But yeah, she texts, and it's spooky. <laughs> <laughs> Great. She texts, and it's spooky. Uh, also puts Vervain in Elena's drink. Mm-hmm. Then we have a Matt scene with his mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, she calls Caroline, like, the flavor of the week or whatever. And Matt snaps at her that Caroline's not a flavor, which, you know... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the the scene is, it really tells you the entire dynamic because obviously we knew a lot about his mom just by her not being there and being with Pete, which uh, there's a moment where she's like, you know, Pete. And he's like, no, actually, I don't because he's never <laughs> met this Pete guy that she bailed for. And she also calls um, in a very, very childish way. She calls Lizzie Forbes, Lizzie Forbes. Yeah, which sucks. <laughs> Everyone needs to leave Lizzie Forbes alone. Truly, she's a gem. Um, but they do talk about Vicky, which makes me incredibly sad. And is this where she says she'll come back when she needs something? Oh, God. The, the Donovan family is so sad. 
she has been dead for so long and they have not known and it is horrible. And they all just think she bailed and she just flaked on him and it's, oh God, it's so sad. It's a, like a horrible, horrible tragedy. Like each time I watch the show, Vicky's death makes me like sadder and sadder. It's one of those things where like I know Vicky had like a, a lot of issues obviously but mm. like every time i rewatch i try to like see per- like because people complain a lot about caroline from the beginning which i think is insane mm. people complain about vicky's story i'm like i found i always found vicky's story is very fascinating and tragic even though it's like it's not happy but like i always found it like a very interesting story what do you think morgan i mean i think vicky i think i think people who don't like that story might be the kind of people who've never known someone like Vicky, mm-hmm. who's never like who thinks that this kind of person doesn't exist. Like people who have addictions, people who like make difficult, tough, you know, quote unquote wrong choices. Um and a lot of it's just like what sucks about her is that if she was born in a different family, she might have had an extremely different life. Like she, you know, I think that um if she'd been born in a founding family and had these problems, she would have been given infinite chances to turn mm. her life around. And she just, you know, was born with like immense debt and a mom who doesn't seem like she's super present. Uh, their dad is completely MIA. And she was like still doing a really good job. She was like working at the grill. She was trying to raise money to keep Matt safe. Um, I think I think Vicky's really admirable. She's just like also trying to not uh, be miserable all the time, and uh, yeah. she does drugs to do that with, which is you know maybe not wise, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. It's really sad. She's just a kid. Like yeah. all of them are just kids. Yeah. Whereas you know her mother's uh, chosen alcohol as her vice to, to cope with everything, and she has Matt uh, give her ice for her drink. Like immediately as soon as they get into the kitchen, she is like just gets like a big old bottle of vodka. Like damn, mm-hmm. which is like the the familiarness of those gestures are nice, mm-hmm. and they tell you so much. And I don't know, yeah, it just sucks. Like um, the only person Vicky was responsible for was Matt, and she like tried to do good by him, even though she's a kid. Mm-hmm. Basically, she, she was trying to stay afloat until you know he graduated and got the football scholarship. That unfortunately wasn't going to happen because football was canceled. Never forget, mm-hmm. <laughs> football was canceled. You guys. I- <laughs> <laughs> they even ruined Matt's life. I, again, I'm like, I'm like, it's fucked up. He ruined. He really ruined his life. I can't get over it. David ruined Matt's life in multiple ways, and we're not addressing this all the time. And like, there is a big one in this in this, in these this chunk of episodes because walking in on Damon hooking up with her was obviously pretty horrible for him. What did Matt ever do to Damon? <laughs> not a goddamn thing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I just want to say one thing before we go to the next scene is that also um, in the Trudy Elena scene, she asked, do you have any idea who my father is? And she's like, nope. And Jill's like, oh no, that bitch knows. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot Jill did type that bitch knows, which was great. Uh, pretty good. Pretty good stuff. Pretty good stuff. <laughs> I didn't trust her from the start. You did not. Well, she was shifty from the start. Although at first it was like, she's shifty because clearly she thinks Elena is a vampire probably like everyone else she thinks elena's catherine honestly mm-hmm. and then it's just like that, the, the face she made was like do you know who my father is it's like well well that's very shifty that has nothing to do with vampires <laughs> oh before you move on from this trudy scene i do want to note that she is also wearing a juicy track jacket <laughs> because we have to talk about it. this is a blue one not elena's so 
Loved it. Loved to see it. A lot of bad things happen to Amanda Detmer's character in this episode. She has to wear a juicy track jacket. She <laughs> dies. What a time. Um, I'm looking back at our chat and Jill typed, bitch knows, huh? She knows. <laughs> <laughs> and then you typed LOL and Jill typed, I know she knows. <laughs> Nancy Drew is on the case. <laughs> I love it. Good stuff. But um, then after that, we have a Damon and Alaric scene. No, this is the Stefan and Alaric scene. Uh, oh. I prefer you skip it because the rare Stefan and Alaric scenes that exist. Oh, right. I forgot. They speak. <laughs> They've interacted a bunch of these episodes. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, so this is when he's like, let it go. <laughs> yeah. When they meet uh, in, the, in, in the town square. Uh, mm-hmm. com- confirm the whole Isabel is Elena's mom thing. Um, Elena knowing about vampires. Uh, Damon saying he's not doesn't remember, and then but like Rick's like I'll make him remember, and and yeah. so like, Damon is not stable right now. Which Rick's like, when the fuck is he? <laughs> Stephanie's trying to protect Rick from doing something stupid. Is what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After Stephanie gets a picture to show Damon of Isabel, then we get a flashback, which is not in 1864. Just like a while ago, actually, like a modern day flashback. Which, how did you feel about that, Jill? It was a flashback, but it was like wasn't all the way in the 1800s. I didn't get the point of it. Like, why do we need it? To know what she was it- into. She was, like, investigating the vampires in Mystic Falls. But we already knew that that was, like, she had a degree in the occult or whatever. <laughs> Doesn't mean she was specifically researching Mystic Falls and its vampires. Mm-hmm. Couldn't have delivered that in, like, a line. <laughs> <laughs> Jill wants more dialogue exposition in the present and never a flashback ever. <laughs> Imagine if Stefan like just recited to Elena everything that happened with Catherine and no flashbacks, and then she's like, "No, why play by the rules?" What if he does voices? What if Stefan does voices when he tells Elena everything that happened with Catherine? Oh, I love Stefan doing. Somehow, I think you play rougher. <laughs> It'd be great. <laughs> <I> love- <laughs> A very good Catherine Pierce impression over here. So. I said, I'm talking this flashback specifically. We didn't need it. It could have been a single line. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. But uh, yeah, we figure out she's like, looking into the vampire attacks and he's like, I love that you believe this stuff. Like, it's cute. You're, you know, like he makes X-Files references. You're like Mulder, except hotter and a girl, which also means he thinks Mulder is hot. Yeah. I mean, let's talk about that. Bisexual king. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she says that she'll prove it. <laughs> And then she did. She really did. Uh, then we have the next, like, Elena and Trudy beat, and uh, Trudy feeds Elena to her vein, and she's like, hey, you know about all... Like, she puts two and two together very quickly. And then Trudy thinks she's an idiot, apparently. Yeah. She was like, no, I don't. I don't know anything. What are you talking about? It's like, Trudy, come on. You're, you're a grown woman. Like, be be an adult. Yeah, come on. Uh, and then uh, Elena leaves, and outside there is a spooky guy looking at her. Yeah, he's just standing in the middle of the road looking. Mm-hmm. As as they do. People love to stand in the middle of the road. So. <laughs> they really do. That's a like a that's what they do in Virginia. <laughs> well, I think it's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all the car accidents it caused, yes, it is dangerous. Yep. I think it's wrong to tell kids that they should stand in the street. Uh, this podcast is anti-people standing in the middle of the street. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> now, uh, Damon and Rick at the grill sitting next to each other, drinking alcohol in the daytime. 
just like we like. Um, nice to see them there. Uh, you know, they continue to like scope each other out. And um, Alaric says he prefers to grade papers with a buzz, which does not bode well for his teaching skills. But it's also not just something that they make up for this episode, because we saw in an earlier episode him just drinking and grading papers at the grill. Yep. It is an established fact. We never said he was a role model. <laughs> we did say he drinks a lot. <laughs> that is the absolute truth. Uh, but then uh, Alaric leaves and Lizzie shows up. And Damo thinks that he's being deep in all of his emo and despair. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you ever know what it means it's like to love someone and they, they break your heart? She's like, I was married, you know. And he's like, oh yeah, gay guy. <laughs> you need a drink. <laughs> She'll have what I'm having. And he gets her a drink. I'm like, wow, she's his best friend. She's his only friend. It's actually really sweet. Like, she seems, like, very touched. Mm-hmm. And it's really nice. And he's like, hey. And she asks, like, will you please do me this solid and be a bachelor in this stupid auction? Um, and she, the way she says, like, Carol will, like, never let me live it down if I don't get someone. Like, that made me so sad. Mm-hmm. Like, especially with, like, Kelly talking shit about her early in the episode. Like, mm-hmm. you just know she's at the bottom of the totem pole, and mm-hmm. I just don't want her to feel that way. And he says, okay, fine, I'll do it. Um, but can you get me some information on Alaric? I just want to make sure the school did their homework. Fucking <laughs> Eddie has the last bitch. <laughs> oh, Friendship. She thinks Damo's a good guy and she calls him a hero, even if people don't know. And I'm like, aw, he's a monster and I hate him forever for killing Lexi, but aw. <laughs> yeah, rude. Um, Jill, what did you think of the scene? I love it. I love their little friendship. It's so cute. Agreed. It's like really, really lovely. It is. And everyone needs to stop talking shit about Lizzie Forbes. Damo will kill you if you do. Oh my God, I would love him. <laughs> um, next, we have, a, we have the spooky guy talks to Trudy. And there's a whole, did you do this? Blah, blah, blah. Like, I did, yeah, I did what I was supposed to do. And then he's like, okay, time for me to do what I gotta do. And then he, like, comes in. She's like, I didn't invite you in. And he's like, I'm a human. And then he kills her. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Trudy. After she said, like, and, and he says to her, like, don't worry, Elena won't find out more. I think Elena might find out more, though. I just have a feeling. Uh, yeah, he doesn't know shit. <laughs> I think, like, they're they're being too, like, suspicious for her to not find out more. If they had been just normal, it would have been fine. Yep. yep. Uh, then I did, my next bullet is Harper in town. Poor, poor Harper. He's just looking around at all the all the future stuff. He doesn't. It's spooky to him. But he he makes meaningful eye contact with a lady, and you kind of get the vibe that maybe we know each other. Who ends up being bitch Anne, by the way. I mean, in theory, she's not terrible, but she was like going around with Frederick and just like doing whatever he wanted. So like, she sucks. Yeah, if you're Team Frederick, get the fuck out. (laughs) Uh, This is an anti-Frederick podcast. Um, (laughs) Go to you, son of a bitch. (laughs) Uh, Next, we have a very drunk Damon trying to put on a shirt. Oh, Oh, yes. Uh, Elena goes to Stefan's room and she's like, Stefan? And Damon's like, better, me, as he like drunkenly stumbles shirtless around. Uh, The chat got rowdy. Yeah. I'm reading, hello in all caps from Jill. I'm getting an uh from me. Uh, he is not as cut as Paul Wesley, but it's still very good to see. Very good to it's see. Very good to see. You love to see it. Um, 
Because, like, Mr. Ian most likely always had that body, whereas Mr. Wesley got that body, like, for this show. He did not have that body. Yeah. Really? Yeah, if you, in, in, the, for, in the pilot, he, like, is not as cut. Yeah, he's, like, normal Paul Wesley body type in the pilot. And then the next episode, he is the chiseled man we all know now. Mm-hmm. Wow. Obviously, I feel like we need a pencil in for special episode, uh, the Paul Wesley's episode of the OC. I uh, would love to. <laughs> yeah, we gotta, we gotta pencil that in. Oh, speaking of um, brief uh, Gossip Girl detour, uh, Michael and I did just watch the Cotillion episode, and I had to explain to him that the OC also has a Cotillion episode, and that it was much earlier. Confidence, Cohen. Uh, But yeah, so Elena helps Damon put his shirt on, uh, which, and they have to get very close to do that, which uh, is hot. Uh, And she's like, hey, I like got some information on my birth mother, and she's like very sweet. And he says, Ugh, who cares? She left you. She sucks. She looks at him like, what the fuck? And then he's like, yeah, she left you. She sucks. And you're like, oh, okay. You like get it from his point of view that he's just like, no one who abandons you is cool in my book. And you're like, oh, shit. It's very funny when he goes, Ugh, who cares? But then it's very sweet. Yeah. Like it's a, it is a, a moment that gets their dynamic very well in a you know in a small interaction because then she's like super pissed <laughs> and Stepan shows up and she says to Stepan maybe heartbreak will be good for him because it'll remind him he has one <laughs> god that's twisted Elena just twisted now Elena's the twisted one I love it she is being a bitch and that's great hold on to that uh, that anger Elena <laughs> Stefan gives her, like, the full confirmation. Yeah, like, Alaric's dead wife is your mom. <laughs> um, yeah, and that she he believes that uh, she was killed by a vampire. Still doesn't say mm-hmm. which vampire. And Elena's mm-hmm. like, also, yeah, I saw Trudy without you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and Stefan's like, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> Appreciate it. And then we are at the grill, Jenna and Rick. Rick's still being weird because, you know, dead wife. He has a stepdaughter that he didn't know about. All that. He can't go after Damon. Yeah, painful stuff. Damon and Stefan again, he's just like, hey, remember Isabel? And Damon's like, who wants to know? <laughs> it's sad boy Rick, that too. Oh, God, yeah. Then we have uh, then we have uh, Kelly coming in, and she sees, like, Matt and Caroline and Elena, and she, like, it gushes over Elena. Like, it's a, I think it's a really painful uh, scene. She is so excited to see her, and she just fully shades Caroline and it makes me really sad. She calls Caroline his uh, match rebound girl right in front of Caroline. It sucks. It sucks. It sucks. And like just Caroline doesn't deserve that and like that's just the her worst nightmare, you know? Like as a mm. neurotic person, you can just tell that like, you know, she is a people pleaser who wants everyone to like her, so someone so openly disliking her is like crazy for her. Yeah. Oh, my baby. And we, I guess we talked a little bit about it already, but like it's part of this whole thing about it being a small town. So like all of these, the, all the adults went to high school together. So they all still have that baggage from high school. Mm-hmm. And so Kelly has no reason to hate Caroline at all, but because whatever reason she hated Lizzie in high school, she's just dr- dragging that along. Mm-hmm. Which sucks. It isn't fair. I mean, I understand like hating Carol Lockwood in high school, but... Lizzie is a nice woman who never did anything to anyone, and her gay husband left her. Leave Lizzie Forbes alone and leave Caroline Forbes alone. Agreed. (laughs) 
<laughs> I like this. There's this undercurrent uh, to the like Matt and Elena stuff. This idea that you kind of get why Kelly was attached to the idea that like Matt would be okay. Mm-hmm. Like he'd be taken care of because he'd be with someone who like had status and money and all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm interested in that as like a, a thing that's kind of floating around, even though no one puts words to it. It's uh, really sad. It bums me out. <laughs> Uh, seeing Carol, Damon is drunk and flirting hard with her. And she is, of course, into it because Carol Lockwood wants to fuck. And we love her for it. <laughs> she, she's like, I wish I could win the night with you. And he's just like, rig it. I don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he is so drunk. He's so, so drunk. I'm surprised you don't have like Lizzie or Carol being like, wow, you're very drunk. Because he is so drunk. Yep. Uh, what a time um, but it's cute then uh, Lizzie and Damon have the scene she's like Alaric seems fine <laughs> but he's a dead wife named Isabel here's her picture and, and Damon's like oh oh yeah okay <laughs> Damon's like oh that lady I ate <laughs> but instead of being like maybe I should feel bad he gets like the smirk like oh I'm gonna really fuck shit up even more love him <laughs> Jill's like, this is what I would do in this situation. No, not at all, but I respect it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Jill, just own it. Just own your your demo personality. (laughs) Jill, are you open of chaos? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Then we have the raffle, which is fucking great. Uh, There's a plumber. The plumber guy that Kelly's like, I dated him in high school. He was unimpressive. And she still ends up with him. Amazing. Carol's like, hey, Alaric, tell us about the Civil War. And he freezes up. (laughs) And then Damon goes off, which is crazy. What he does here is so insanely reckless and cruel. He's like, yeah, I actually knew your wife and she was delicious. And Elena realizes and oh boy, oh boy, because Elena's not dumb and Demo is. Mm-hmm. A, a recurring theme. Um, yeah, fuck. And she's pissed as hell, and it's real valid. Yeah. So she runs outside, and Stefan follows her, and she's pissed. She's like, and he's trying to calm her down, and she's like, he killed her. Why would you defend him? And Stefan says, like, because you're not the only one who's hoping he might have changed. But he just had to. He just had to do all of that to Rick right in front of everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, doesn't seem like he's changed if he's doing that. No, it's not. Uh, and also, the creepy guy from Trudy's is out there just staring. That's what he does. Yep. He's being a spooky guy. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about how how rigged the fundraiser seems to have been in general. Because Kel- Kelly ends up with the plumber and goes to Caroline to, like, I don't know, collect him or something. And Caroline's trying so hard. She's like, congratulations on your prize, Mrs. Donovan. She's like, and Kelly's just like, cut the shit. You're fake. Your mom's fake. I don't like you. But Caroline's not fake. This is Caroline. She's just a sweet girl. (laughs) She's just, she's just like a really high strung type, a silly person. And we love her. I would never call Caroline fake though. Yeah, she's not, she's, not, she's very sincere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, she's like, I don't like you and I'll never like you, which she's a child, Kelly, come on. Yeah, like, this is not her fault. And she, like, seems to make your kid happy, so why 
rock the boat. Yeah, you're a very sad kid. He needs to be happy. Yeah, you're a kid who is sad because you're never around. Kelly, be better. Come on, Kelly. Uh, then we have a Damon and Elena scene where Elena destroys him. <laughs> My birth mom's name is Isabel, asshole. <laughs> She's like, yeah, go ahead. Reminisce about how you killed her. And he's just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what a dummy. <laughs> the dumbest boy. He's so stupid. And it's just like, I. this is like my favorite kind of scene. And maybe it's because the thing I hate most in this world is meanies. Uh, which is... <laughs> Taking a taking a big old meanie to task. <laughs> That's your political platform. No more meanies. Look, I'm running on a no meanie platform, and I think I'm I could be the unity candidate. There's still time. <laughs> uh, God, uh, but yeah. So Demo's a big idiot, which continues in the next episode. People just telling Demo how you're a big idiot. Um, it's a. I actually kind of appreciate the fact that yes, Damon is impulsive and like violent and scary, but he's just so stupid. It's great. He's just like, like the thing is, um, uh, even though we haven't said the word a ton, all his emotions are heightened. Uh, <laughs> he's like a very, like, he's a person who's in a lot of pain and he's very reactive and he is, uh, selfish and hedonistic. And, um, that leads him to make, uh, shitty decisions, but they're always, they're pretty much always decisions that make sense for who he is, which is fun. Like they've, they've built a, a series of characters that have uh, good conflicts and bounce off each other really well. Uh, Cause mm-hmm. it's a good show. <laughs> it's just that it's always dumb when other people re- rely on Damon to come up with a plan for things, because again, Damon's stupid and his plans always fail because mm-hmm. you know, he's stupid. Cause he's a dumb, dumb boy. <laughs> uh, Jill, what do you think about Damo's brains? I love him. <laughs> I <love everything laughs> But do you think he's a smart boy or a dumb boy? He's a dumb boy, and I love him so much. <laughs> Look, we can all love a dumb boy. <laughs> I have no problems loving a dumb boy, but I feel like I, I, I feel like th- that people might pretend that because you know he's the, the fun brother and like the quote unquote evil brother, that they might think that means he's also the smart brother. But he's not. We have to acknowledge that he's a big old dummy. <laughs> <laughs> the Dumpire Diaries. <laughs> I just had to say it. He's he's a dumbass, and I love him. I feel like everyone listening, because we will have so many listeners. Oh, uh, yeah. Be like, they, just, they just had five minutes going off about how dumb Damon is. <laughs> uh, look, we're going to have a lot more material to work through as we get through the series. And our point is going to continue to be proven. Yep. Uh, next, we have uh, the spooky guy is outside, and he tells Elena to stop looking. He makes sure that he understands. Which is so dumb. He, he's dumber than, than stupid Damon. Because doing these things are only going to make her want to look more. Mm-hmm. If you could have just acted all... Everyone should have just acted normal. And she would have been fine if there were like dead ends with Isabel. But nope. Yep. Yeah, don't threaten Elena Gilbert. She will continue to do stuff. Yes, you idiots. <laughs> yeah, stop looking and then walk in front of a fucking truck. Like... Of course you're going to keep looking. Mm. <laughs> they, they they must not know about Elena Gilbert. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, clearly she doesn't. She doesn't realize. I think she, she like, doesn't know that she's, like, knows other vampires and stuff, right? I guess. 
Trudy finds out, but yeah, I don't know. But I feel like, we'll just not address it. This person, if they did their research, should have known, yes, she knows other vampires, but I don't know if this person, which again, it will be revealed at the end, did her research, which is very stupid if she didn't do her research. Especially because she seems like she's good at research. <laughs> yeah. But what are you going to do? Um, next up, Jenna wins Alaric. Again, how rigged was this thing? Pretty rigged. And uh, but not as rigged as when Kira wins Damon. And she's like, oh, wait, that's me. Yeah, let, let's check that number again. Just make sure. But nope, <laughs> no one's questioning Carol Lockwood. We absolutely have to stand. I mean, we don't see the dates, but like, Damo and Carol definitely fucked, right? I mean, I hope so. <laughs> Jill, do you think Damo and Carol fucked? She seems like she needed it, so yeah. <laughs> I, guess, I believe in the chat we're like, well, well, like, Dick Lockwood's not putting it down, so. Absolutely, he is not. So yeah, I, I, I understand. But I'm also worried that like, she wouldn't, that she would. I bet. I mean, I hope for her sake that she did. I mean, she seems very intent on having sex with Damo and has since they first met. She does, but I, I was wondering if she's like just kind of flirting. But who knows? Should we put up uh, put up a poll for the for the listeners? Did Damo and Carol fuck? Yes or no? Ooh, I would love that for that poll to be up, please. Yes, <laughs> I want takes, and I and I would I would love you to back up your claims with evidence. <laughs> it would make me very 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 happy. Yes, evidence is always good. And now, flashback. Flashback. <laughs> Rick and Isabel, they're in the one room that they are ever in. And uh, he's like, why is all of this stuff so important to you? Mm-hmm. And she kind of says that she wants more. Yeah. Which the reason I'm happy these scenes are uh, scenes and not in dialogue is that it adds a lot of depth to like Alaric's character. He's this guy who is kind of out for revenge. Mm. But the more we see of their relationship, the more it's clear that she was unhappy in it mm. and that she was searching for a way out. And I think that's a really sad thing for him to be in denial about. And I like that about Yeah. Because yeah. like, he brings up her obsession with vampires and, you know, talks about how he just wants to be normal people. And he addresses the fact that she never wanted children. So he was like, he accepted that. But he, like, was hoping, you know, they would still, you know, be a family and just be a normal couple themselves. But she wants more than that. Yeah. Whatever that means, obviously. And I don't know, it's a bummer. And I, and I think Matt Davis is, you know, really good in the scenes. And I, I like it for Alaric. I think it gives him, that, that, that also like feels very grown up to me. Mm-hmm. You gotta you gotta remember, Matt Davis has just come off of damages. He was uh, coming off that prestige television. So he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Damages. <laughs> uh, then we have a Matt and Kelly scene. And uh, Matt's just like, what the fuck? Like, why are you here? Why did you come home? And- she says it's because Pete's gone. Fucking Pete. And then I wrote Matt good. Oh, yeah. Now we can talk about the scene, basically. So she goes on, like, you know, what always happens. You know, I did this. Pete's gone. And so the deleted scene that we were bringing up before mm-hmm. for Vampire Diaries, it's like an extended... It's kind of... Is it an extended version of this scene? Or it's like, it's basically a similar thing where she's talking, she's like drunk and upset, and she's talking to Matt basically about how... 
she fucked up and everything. And the plan originally was to reveal that Kelly Donovan was a succubus. And so the reason Pete left is not that he left, but specifically, they even say, like, she says Pete's gone. Mm -hmm. Pete, Pete was dead. She killed him because she's a succubus. Yeah. So that was the plan. And they decided not to do it. And she just remains like a human and everything. But I always thought it would be very interesting, honestly, if she were um, a succubus. And there's, like, I think there's another deleted scene where she actually does hurt someone or I don't remember specifically, but yeah. Yeah, we can look into it. I think that rules. I The show kind of, it's very, um, for a show about like magic and fantasy and stuff is very like fantasy light. Like the books were a lot more fantastical. Mm-hmm. So I can see where they would get the idea to do stuff like that, but they keep it pretty like vampire, witch, werewolf and combinations and like permutations of those three for the most part except for legacies mm-hmm. which is like full magic all the time always lots of monsters mm-hmm. and i love it yeah uh i do kind of like the idea that kelly had this kind of ability and that's that's kind of part of why she spiraled and why she stayed as far away as she could because if you're doing this specifically in the town your hometown where everyone knows you it like a lot of bodies are going to pile up basically and it's going to become a very big issue yeah i i love it as a reason for why she's gone but i get why they didn't do it because it's not of a piece with what the show kind of ultimately becomes Mm -hmm. yeah and i don't don't know if turning matt into because i guess uh would it be genetic also because like would matt become an incubus and would matt donovan be fucking a bunch of people and could we see matt donovan fuck a bunch of people please (laughs) okay now you're convincing me (laughs) Look, this is the spinoff. This is the Matt spinoff. Matt Donovan fucking a bunch of people. (laughs) Look. Lost girl, but like it's Matt Donovan. Lost boy. (laughs) Um, I'm not going to spoil things for Jill. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I was about to say it and I was like, no, I'm not going to say it. Yep. Um, moving right along, uh, Damon and Alaric, uh, I wrote Damo Rick boy fight. We went wild in the chat for this one. (laughs) Boys were, the boys were fighting. We wanted the boys to kiss, but also fight. So there's a lot happening. You can do both. Fight and kiss. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely and fully true. Um, he, he says that he liked... Isabel and he says did you turn her because you liked her and he says no I, I slept with her because I liked her god damn I turned her because you dead me yeah <laughs> so fucked up a death wish uh, and then he uh, stabs Alaric he's like yeah I'm just gonna sit here and watch you die and that's what he does and we wrote R.I.P. Rick in the chat and Jill didn't want to believe us mm-hmm. but like Rick died he died yep <laughs> Yeah, uh, you, Jill wrote, nah, he's not dying. And I wrote, uh, looks pretty dead to me. She's like, I know there are eight <laughs> seasons of war. I'm like, uh. There's definitely eight seasons of this show. So he dies. Stefan shows up and finds the body. And he's like, fucking hell. The show was kind of playing with the idea of Stefan and Rick being friends, which is still weird to me. Like rewatching, I'm like, these people don't know each other. It's like saying that Tyler and Elena were friends. It's crazy. <laughs> Look, they're best friends. Um, but yeah, it's interesting because it's like the idea that like they're the two good good guys. And the show obviously learns what's kind of more interesting about like Damon and Rick's bond, which is cool. But for now, Stefan is clearly disappointed because he liked Alaric. But also you can tell he's disappointed because he, you know, Damon hadn't killed someone in a while. <laughs> and he could not continue to clear that very low bar. 
I mean, but Rick came to kill Damon. This was self-defense, kind of, almost. Very fair. Uh, Damon is, like, cocky and, ha- and like, happy and cracking jokes. And he kind of says that he thinks, he's like, well, if Isabel is, like, is uh, Elena's mom, that means she's related to Catherine. Maybe Catherine sent Isabel to me. Uh, he's back on, he's back on that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and while he is having that delusion... Alaric wakes up. Flashback. <laughs> yes, uh, flashback. Um, you remember that ugly ring? <laughs> well, Isabel gave it to him and she asked him to promise her that he'll always wear it because it'll protect him from the things that go bump in the night. And she was right. Which is pretty cool. <laughs> this was her apology basically for their argument that they had in the, the previous flashback. So, I mean, it's a pretty good apology. It's a pretty good apology and it's also just the idea that like, even though she, like, she did love him in some way, even though she wanted more and didn't want to be, like, married like this, like, she still has this desire to protect him, and I think that's really sweet. Yeah, it's basically a parting gift, I guess you could say. Yeah, and then uh, Elena is home alone, and she's looking at a picture of her parents in a frame that says memory. <laughs> yes, the memories frame, which has been moved. It was on her dresser, and now it's just, like, on the, her bedside table. Oh, and she wants to reflect on her memories in bed. That's what she has it for. Uh, she has the spooky dead guy's phone and she calls a number in it and Isabel picks up. Yep. And the second Elena tries to talk to her, she hangs up. Yep. As if that would stop her. (laughs) Isabel is stupid. Yep. (laughs) She's, I feel like she's not smart. She had Damon turn her in her home where her husband could walk in on, on them. Uh Uh-huh. She devised this entire plan to get Elena to stop asking questions, which only added more questions. Um, she's bad at this? <laughs> she she might be a little bad at this. She's worse than Damon is at this. <laughs> which is hard. <laughs> but, you know, she's a young vampire. Uh, everything is heightened. Uh, who knows? Um, and then our final beat is that uh, Harper uh, finds the rest of the tomb vampires, and they're all in this house that Pearl and Anna are kind of running. And they, it's a human woman's house, and they've compelled her, and she can, you know, extend invitations to the, mm-hmm. the right vampires and all that stuff. So it's a pretty sweet setup. Yes, because Pearl and Anna are smart. Mm-hmm. Which also, I wanted to note that this episode with Damon versus Lark is like, Damon wins a fight, which is not what's going to happen in the next episode. Nope. <laughs> but it's a, it's a fun one. I like I like this episode. It's good. Yeah. It, it's, it's, got, it's got a lot of like play setting and business, but um, I, I really like the, the stuff between like Steph and Damon and Elena. Like it's, it's the good push and pull there. And uh, yeah. I, as I said, I love Elena uh, handing Damon's ass to him. <laughs> Yeah, it, like Jill said, it's fine, but like fine in peak Vampire Diaries is still pretty damn good. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, a B plus episode of the Vampire Diaries is like most other shows, like best episodes. Yeah, it it slaps. It slaps. I would agree that it slaps. Should we move on to uh, There Goes the Neighborhood? I I feel like we shall. Which I would also say, I mean, There Goes the Neighborhood is just like a a, a simple saying and everything, but it's also the title of the Being Human uh, US version pilot. Oh, cute. Vampires and werewolves and ghosts over there, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? I don't know. I was agreeing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. I don't know if that should be your new agreement sound. Mm-hmm. 
90% of the things that come out of my mouth, I don't stand by it. Um. <laughs> Can you get a soundboard? Is it like one of the, the first sounds is you going, mm-hmm. <laughs> And the other sound is the three of us screaming kiss at the same time. <laughs> uh, we open There Goes the Neighborhood in what I have dubbed the Vampire House. <laughs> I dubbed it the Vamp House? <laughs> Look, there's a bunch of vamps. <laughs> We're so clever that we have such original ideas. <laughs> yeah, th- this is a podcast you come to for an original set of voices and ideas. Uh, no one's ever had these takes before. They are very hot. I mean, I doubt on a Vampire Diaries podcast anyone's ever said the tri joke that Jill did. And that's what we have. That's the edge. <laughs> So uh, we're in Vampire House. We see that there are a lot of vampires. Anna's teaching them about like modern day technology and it's cute. It's very cute. Yeah. Uh, they're watching TV and she's like, you guys have been on the same like channel for like hours. You can change them. There are hundreds of channels. I'm like, this is cute. This is really cute. Cute vamps. It's sweet. They all got to learn stuff. Except for the fact that all of them have a bloodthirsty vendetta against many of our favorite characters. Well, I don't know if all of them do, but definitely Fred Dick and Bitch Ann. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after, once we've established all of them, we move to a scene at the Donovan house. Oh, uh, well, real quick. Just going to say that um, despite the fact that they apparently have like blood like saved, Fred Dick decides he's going to keep drinking from like the, the, the homeowner, basically, way more than he should be drinking. And, and I was like, hey, maybe don't do that. Yeah, it's uh, not not kind. Um, it's Mrs. Gibbons, right? That's yeah, Mrs. Name. Gibbons. Yeah, sweet sweet lady who is compelled, but still very sweet. Yeah, she seems lovely, and she keeps a lovely home. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Fred Dick is uh, chomping on her a lot, which we don't love. Um, then we go to the Donovans. Um, Matt uh, wakes up his mom and comments on the very loud, very late night that she had. Um, and also you can tell they were possibly still trying for the succubus thing because he talks about how she like brought the party home and everything. And when she's like getting out of her room, she like opens the door, like doesn't open it all the way basically. And she closes the door as soon as she can. Basically when she walks out, it's like, there's probably a body in her bedroom. Yeah. She seems very shifty. So that is probably a remnant of that. Um, Mm. he, uh, he asks her if she would be interested in bartending at the grill and she has mentioned that she has done that job before and she has fucked it up and she's shocked that she's not barred from that place. But Matt says they're desperate and they have bills to pay. Yeah. Um, we'll mention it later, but I guess you can say where Matt brings up how the grill can't keep a bartender to save their lives because, again, uh, Lexi got one arrested mm-hmm. and then Sean Ferris was the other one and he got flamethrowered. Yep. So, so far, not so good there. <laughs> it is a cursed position. And while they need the money, she should not take this position. <laughs> it's bad luck. But Matt doesn't know that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Kelly makes it clear that she still hates Caroline. Yep. No good. Um, Stefan and Elena have a scene where they kind of uh, come up with their thesis statement for the episode, which is that they would like to just be normal and have some fun, uh, which is if a little naive. Uh, they're also not just at school. They're inside the school hallways, which means Stefan possibly went to class. We have no proof, but he is definitely the closest to class he's been in a long time. He at least finally walked into the building and not after hours. So I want to say he went to class. I hope he did. Jill, do you think Stefan went to class? I do not think he went to class. <laughs> There's a... 
a scene, I th- is it like a few shots later, where you see Stefan kiss Elena before she goes into class, and then he leaves. <laughs> <laughs> so I just assumed he just dipped. <laughs> I mean, they could have a d- different class, but mm-hmm. I doubt it. They only have history class, and we know they share that class, so. Yeah. Is there a chance that Stefan has compelled every teacher to be like, yeah, Stefan's always in my class? Is there a chance it doesn't matter? It's like, who are they going to tell? Fair enough. <laughs> like children's services? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're not going to do shit. Uh, they're going to call his guardian, his dear brother, Damon. But yeah, so Stefan continues to possibly go, possibly not go to class. And then we have a Matt and Caroline scene. And Matt is just making like, he makes moon eyes at Elena when uh, Elena and Stefan kiss. It's like, come on, Matt, you got to stop this. And, you know, Caroline's understandably uh, not cool with it. You know what? She should give a speech about it. Mm. No. <laughs> <laughs> After the episode with, like, five speeches, Jill is over it. She did not have to give any more speeches. <laughs> but Candace Agasla is so good at giving speeches. She is. <laughs> Look, I'm okay with I'm I'm pro-Caroline speeches. I'm not pro-Caroline being treated poorly and needing to explain herself for not doing anything wrong. But I'm, I'm pro but you can't get one without the other. She's not giving speeches when she's happy. Huh, I'll keep it. I'll, I'll keep. I'll keep my eye out for a happy speech. A happy Caroline speech. Uh, we'll see if that ever happens. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, then we we uh, we're back at Vamp House, mm-hmm. and uh, we teach Harper how to how to text. This is so cute. <laughs> it's what you do when you don't want to talk to someone. Yeah. I, I love it. Uh, yeah, Pearl's teaching Harper how to, uh, to use a cell phone. And she's like, just like Anna taught me. And I'm like, this is so cute. I wish nothing bad would happen ever. But like, I would think bad things happen because Fred Dick exists. So this is going to be And then we, we hear a little bit of a Jeremy voicemail for Anna. <laughs> love it. She, she tries to stop that immediately. Yeah, she tries to shut that the fuck down. But they all heard. <laughs> and isn't Harper like, is that your boyfriend? Yeah. <laughs> Love it. And Pearl's like, of course not. It's like, oh, 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 Pearl. Your daughter is dating a Gilbert or trying, was trying to date a Gilbert. Uh, tsk, tsk, tsk. We've been there. Yep. Uh, then Frederick does something mean, probably. I can't remember what. <laughs> yep. I just have meanie written. And you guys know I don't like meanies. So <laughs> I was always blacked out with white heart rage. Yeah, he's got the wardrobe and facial hair of a big meanie. Mm-hmm. Big meanie energy. BME. BME. Um, after this scene, if we're cool to move on, um, yeah. we are, Stefan and Elena are invited on a double date. <laughs> and Stefan agrees to it because he thinks that they should have fun. This is where I put uh, Stefan slash fun OTP. Absolutely. I love a fun Stefan. Uh, I was very excited because I love when they do teen stuff. So I couldn't wait. All about them doing teen stuff. Uh, it's good teen stuff. A double date makes sense. They're they're dating and they're friends. Yeah. Promise, promise of fun. <laughs> a double date with no prank element. Uh, then after this, um, Pearl and, and Damon and Anna have a scene together in which I have written, written Chokey. <laughs> <laughs> uh it's just another reminder that demo is very stupid mm-hmm. 
Pearl's like, I'm surprised you have no living person like resides here. And um, Anna's like, yeah, how do you keep out unwanted vampires? And then he just tries to attack. And they're like, we're older, like 400 years older than you, dude. Like, come on. And he gets his ass kicked. But also, like, they had a living person residing there, Zach, and Demo killed him. Mm-hmm. Classic Demo. <laughs> just like, I loved it. I mean, I loved it too. Zach was fucking boring and there was no place for him here. Yeah, it'd be real. I'm trying to think about what the show would look like if Zach had lived. Like, obviously, it wouldn't happen. But I'm like imagining just him being around for like when Damon's just snacking on all those tri-delts and being like, you guys, one of these days. He'd be such a buzzkill. Like, people call Stefan a buzzkill, but like Zach's a real buzzkill. No fun. <laughs> Uncle Damon, no! It is very upsetting to watch someone older than them be like, called, like, act like they're older than. I mean, I know that that's how it works because of vampires, but I don't like it. <laughs> don't care for it, no. Don't care for it. Um, so, are we going to do the full Pearl Damon thing? Because they, uh, they're very funny. Uh, Damon tells them to move on at one point, and all of us laugh <laughs> because Damon moved on from a goddamn thing in his life. <laughs> Uh, it feels so good to laugh. <laughs> we all needed a laugh. Yeah. And she's like, I'm Catherine's best friend. I can help you find her. He's like, just move on. It's like, ha! <laughs> LOL. But yeah, uh, throughout this entire episode, I was just like, Pearl's a goddamn G. And like, really, she asserts her, her gangsta dominance, like, this entire episode. She fucking does. She pokes his dang eyes out. <laughs> And she calls him little boy, which is hot. <laughs> yes. Her calling him little boy, good. Frederick calling Harper boy, very bad. Do not like. Not a fan. In between uh, the, like in the middle of this uh, Pearl Damon Anna sequence, there is a brief cut to Jeremy doing some very important stuff. One, sporting what we have decided is his sixth haircut, right? Yes. Yes, it's number six. Uh, the Katie Holmes. Mm-hmm. And he is, he is on a vampire message board. Called The Lair. <laughs> How do you become a vampire? It's a lot of goofy responses. And he says, serious answers only, please. Which is like the most polite rebuttal in the history of the internet. Uh, he's a Gilbert. That's that's what it is. <laughs> Those genteel southern manners. Uh, and, uh... I don't know. Someone on the internet's like, you're a believer, right? He So he gets a serious answer um, about the stake to kill vampires from Bloody Becky. Mm. And Jeremy's what he says, you're a believer. And she's like, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, what's he doing there if he isn't? I mean, the rest of them are all a bunch of jokesters. But Bloody Becky, who you would think becomes like a character. Like, here's who Bloody Becky really is. Bloody Becky doesn't exist past this this scene. Yeah, another show would like have a girl show up in a beanie with a nose piercing and she'd be like, I'm your friend from the internet. Ooh, let's cast Bloody Becky. <laughs> who would Bloody Becky have been? Uh... I'm just like going through like the Vancouver actors in my mind. Oh, I was like, they if they do like a one episode special, they could have like Taylor Momsen from Gossip Girl. <gasps> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> you guys, I had such a fat crush on Taylor Momsen growing up. Wow, I such a fat crush. Mm. Wow, I'm gonna like think of you differently now. I saw the Pretty Reckless in concert so many times. Oh my god. <laughs> Jill, that's so on brand for you, and I love it. Um, <laughs> this is your worst trait. 
No, it's my best, actually. <laughs> uh, I would just say, because I just I double checked to see like when did Nikita start? Lindsay Fonseca probably would have played but- Buddy Becky before transitioning into going to CW's Nikita. Ted Mosby's daughter, of course. Oh yeah, as we, as we know as we best know her. Um, wait, what were the Pretty Little Liars doing here? Could have been a Lucy Hale uh, situation. Oh yeah, it could have. This could have been a, a Lucy Hale situation, one hundred percent for sure. Uh, yes, that started the summer of two thousand ten. So yeah, we, we could have gotten a Lu- Lucy Hale in here. And and what about uh, Shay? You could slap some glasses on her. <laughs> uh, Shay, I believe, was still uh, just a working Canadian actress. Uh, I saw her in an episode like just as like hot girl when I was uh, watching all of Rookie Blue. <laughs> Get those checks, girl. Like she Mitchell doesn't have Canadian energy, but in some ways she has like the most Canadian energy. Canadian energy can be a hard thing to pin down sometimes. Um. Anyways, uh, Stefan picks Elena up for their date and he gives her flowers. You were opposed to those flowers. I didn't like them. They're a really weird, like, multicolored bouquet, and I would not do, like, I'd get Alina Gilbert, like, lilies or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Elegant. Are you saying Stefan doesn't know what his girlfriend likes? I'm not saying that. I'm saying that we have different visions of her based on the kinds of flowers we'd get her. <laughs> anyway, she says this feels surreal. It feels like we weren't ever meant to, like, make it to something, like, this normal. <laughs> That's sad. Yeah, everyone is sad on the show. They have sad lives. They're all sad children. Uh, but we get some levity when Elena asks if he's ever been on a double date. And he's like, yeah, 72. Uh, Half in the twins. He had two playmates. Oh my God, you guys, I screamed. <laughs> this is the flashback Jill wants. That truly, I would go for that flashback. That's the only one. <laughs> oh wait, I'm finding out who... Miss June is. Because that's who Stefan went with. You guys, I have a book, hold on, of all of the centerfolds. Okay. Uh, (laughs) So what year are we looking at? June 1972. June 1972. Please hold. Jill is such a bro, Jesus Christ. Oh, she's so cute, you guys. That's a great centerfold. Good guess, Stefan. But also, like, I feel like Stefan would have gone on a double date with Lexi. And whoever she was dating, yeah. she would have, like, gotten him a girl. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I imagine that uh, that Lexi did drag him on really shitty double dates. I love it. And I want to see that flashback, too. We stand. Uh, next, uh, Jenna shows uh, Pearl and Anna around uh, the apothecary, formerly. Ah, uh, fucking apothecary. Fuck you, Honoria Fell. And Anna catches a little glimpse at a certain new haircut. God, fucking Bigfoot in town square. (laughs) That's what it looks like. The Jeremy slander has gotten out of control. (laughs) That is what the shot looks like. It's so far away. His hair is out of control. (laughs) He looks unkempt. (laughs) And she's like, that's the cute boy I like. Yeah. And Pearl's like, get the fuck inside. She's like, Annabelle, get inside. <laughs> Every time she calls her Annabelle, I'm like, oh, Anna, you've lived so long, but like now you're back to being an actual child. I know. I'm like, she's gone like a full century without her mom. Like, yeah. Give her a little credit. What a boss bitch all this time. And now like she's back to daughter mode. Yeah. Um, our next scene's at the grill. And uh, Damon is wearing sunglasses because he got his freaking eyes poked out. <laughs> and uh, Kelly notices him and is like, wait, you're hot and I don't know you. How's that possible? With respect. 
looking good Jill, that is a picture of Stefan's date and you know what congrats <laughs> Stefan what a babe <laughs> Jill in the text wrote what a gal go Steve <laughs> I'm texting this to uh, past and future guest Michael Payson and I'm saying <laughs> canonically this girl dated Stefan Salvador. Pass it on. <laughs> but also, the number of times in the chat, I wanted to just write Steve again because of Jill. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, Damo, Steve, and Warren. The boys. <laughs> Not Warren, Warner. Warner. Warner, shit. <laughs> See you guys. I can't even do it. Uh, Demo, Steve, and Warner. The boys are back in town. The boys are back. Um, but speaking of uh, multiple people being back in town and ready to party, <laughs> Jenna sees Kelly and like freaks out and is like, yo, uh, you used to babysit me and then we used to party together. Let's all get drunk together. Because yeah, we also learn later in the episode that Kelly was best friends with Elena's mom. Mm-hmm. So, which I was, I was thinking, I'm like, does that seem like it tracked? But at the same time, I could feel like I probably kept Kelly on the right track mostly mm-hmm. by being friends with Elena's mom. And you know, then her friend died. And what's the point of being responsible when your best friend dies? Yeah, and it also it also helps the idea that like she was okay with Matt dating like a rich like a founder who she doesn't seem to like, given that it's you know one of the good ones. Because she knew her friend would like take care of him anyway, even when she couldn't, basically. Yeah, which is I, which I, I like as a something implied. Um, yeah, I wrote vamp house, but I don't remember what happens there, guys. I'm sorry, I was eating. Yeah, Fred Dick calling Harper boy, which with all the racial connotations, as we've established, Harper was most likely Pearl's slave. So yikes. Don't like it. Don't like it at all. Uh, Fred Dick is a f- is tired of Pearl's rules, which like, shut the fuck up. It seems like it's been like three days. Yeah. And like the rules are based on the, you know, the fact that Anna has been around this whole time in this world. She knows what's up and it's safer for you to stay. Yeah. You stupid idiot with your stupid goatee. Uh, I don't like a goatee. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're on our double date um, and our kids see um, many of their guardians at the bar getting shit faced together. They reference the fact that uh, you can't, they, this uh, place can't keep a bartender. And uh, Matt and Elena reminisce, uh, much to the chagrin of Caroline. Yes, because they're finishing each other's sentences a lot, a lot. It's like that thing, which like, like Caroline points it out later. Like the whole thing stems from this problem of like, Elena being like, oh, who, me, the protagonist of the show? Like, (laughs) he doesn't realize the inherent, like, power she has and that basically anything she does to Caroline is punching down. Um, But she's, like, finishing Matt's sentences because she's like, yeah, me and Matt are friends and I'm, like, so clearly with Stefan. Uh, Mm. But that's not clear to everyone. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. If Bonnie were around... She would probably like tell Elena before Caroline has to snap. Yep. Because <laughs> Bonnie knows exactly everything, like all of Caroline's quote unquote issues with Elena and like all the, the struggle she has trying to compete with her friend that's Elena. And of course, there's no competition. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, it's really hard. It's a it's a rough thing to watch. Just like like I mean like it's it, I think it's a very authentic high school friendship, yeah. and I like it. <laughs> Uh, back at the vamp house, uh, Fred Dick and Beth Ann uh, make the really smart choice to go out, even though they've been told not to. Yep. I'm sure this goes well for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of leaving the vamp house, uh, Anna shows up at Jeremy's, and he is very surprised to see her. And she's like, uh, we decided not to leave. Aren't you happy to see me? Mm-hmm. And he's being weird because he's a weird boy. That's why. Mm-hmm. Um, my next bullet point just says adults drink with a lot of exclamation points. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, David says, let's get hammered. Kelly says, let's. And then the shots are flowing, you guys. Good for them. <laughs> I think my favorite thing with Jenna, like, I love the Jenna scenes with other adults where they're just like fucking drinking. Mm-hmm. So this happens a lot. And I love every, every time it happens. I love Jenna so much. Jenna deserves many drinks. <laughs> Jenna is... Uh, honestly, like an underrated character. Again, how old is Jenna right now? Are we to believe? Uh, she's grad school, so well, that <laughs> grad school age, mid to late twenties, probably. Yeah, yeah. Again, if you gave me two children right now, <laughs> two teenagers who just lost their parents, there, I would need so many drinks. What Kate Hudson movie is that where she like takes some kids? What does Kate Hudson get some kids in a movie? I think, like, her sister dies and she gets the kids. I just Googled Kate Hudson gets kids. So I'm going to find that. I'm going to find this movie. <laughs> Raising Helen, right? Yeah, Raising Helen. Yes, Raising Helen. I Directed by Gary Marshall, you guys. What? Oh, I didn't see this. But yeah, the kids she gets are Hidden Panettiere, Spencer Breslin, Abigail Breslin. She gets both the Breslins, you guys. Helen Mirren's in this movie. What? I think... I'm going to make a bold claim and I'm going to say this movie doesn't exist. Um, but um, yeah, they all get shit faced. It's great. And then Caroline sees all of them drinking and says, at least they're having fun. It's uh, pretty good. Uh, and I wrote Caroline sad face. <laughs> I actually have a Caroline sad face later in my notes. Oh, I'm sure I have more. Um, I love her so much. Uh, Anna and Jeremy uh, make sandwiches. Uh, yeah, but wait, I also want to say Jenna realizes the children are there and she tries to hide from them, which is just like covering your hair while you're at the bar. Uh, I will. I was going to say later that Jenna was me, but Jenna is a little me there. Jenna is, uh, Jenna is me later when she's walking away from people are about to fight. That's when I was going to say Jenna was <laughs> Meanwhile, Jill's like threesome. Jenna <laughs> threesome, threesome and I'm like, no, I've been there. It doesn't happen. You just need to leave. You want it to be a threesome, but it's like, no, they're not interested in you. <laughs> you just got to get out of there. Um, Anna and Jeremy talk about vampires and, and like, and he's very subtle. And it's like, shut the fuck up about vampires. I made it up because you're cute and floppy. I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes, he is. He, I will say if you have a crush on Jeremy, it's because you think he's cute and floppy. So I, I agree with this take. But yeah, Anna's saying the reason she's in town is because her mom got the a business opportunity that she always wanted, which is true. Mm-hmm. So she, and she's gonna try, Anna's gonna try to go to, to high school like a normal kid. Will she go to actual high school? Or like, will she go to like high school and then like not go to class like Stefan? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I feel like Anna would go to class. Anna's a good girl. Um, she would go to class. She'd want to go to class. She'd want the social component of high school. Yeah. Pearl would also like tell her, go to class, Annabelle. <laughs> 
Good mom. Um, Jeremy's also like, you know, what if what we know about vampires is wrong and what if they're good and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Giuseppe would not be a fan. (laughs) I do remember you did write that. And I was just like, well, maybe if Giuseppe had been a jollier guy played by someone, you know, like John Goodman, uh, maybe he would have been into that. Uh, We'll never know. Or will we? (laughs) There are still seven more seasons after this. Yeah, who knows? There's no... I mean, I don't remember. Maybe John Goodman does show up playing Giuseppe in another episode. Anyways, there's a Matt and Stefan scene, and they're playing they're playing pool, right? And Matt says to Stefan, is there anything you're not good at? And Paul Wesley's a very good line reading where he goes, devil dating? <laughs> <laughs> Paul Wesley is good at acting. Mm-hmm. He threads a very good balance in this scene that I think is kind of talking about something that he's good at like in playing this character where Matt's like it's pretty easy to hate you because you're like the guy you know like the guy who seemed where everything seems easy for you and you're handsome and all of this shit and uh Paul Wesley just says what a dick yeah it it's so good and again it never fails to impress me for Paul and I guess Ian too because literally both of them were playing against type for the like the usual characters they would have played before this mm-hmm. and especially paul like paul was always like the, the bad boy from the wrong side of the tracks for everything he played mm-hmm. and he has to be like the earnest like sweet vampire boy here and he's very good yeah he's you are correct he is incredibly earnest and sweet um and it's nice to see it's, it's nice to see the boys uh being friends and i don't know like it's just it's it's really nice. Like I think it's an important building block for the show is kind of getting the group together in a certain way. And that's something the show plays with as it goes on and on because it becomes about to be about family and found family and all that stuff. Except for Elena and Tyler because they don't know each other. <laughs> I will also say one more thing, though, about... Uh, Paul and Ian's acting in general on the show is that um, Paul like revealed that like basically he had like more layers as an actor by playing Stefan, whereas Ian got stuck as Damon Salvatore for the rest of his life. <laughs> this show broke him, and he got stuck as Damon Salvatore. <laughs> that is possible. If you're good enough where you can just like be charismatic and cool and like kind of an asshole but fun why would you want to go back to playing anything boring and maybe maybe that's uh maybe that's his take that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah the, the girls are in the bathroom doing girl stuff in the bathroom which is caroline being like what the fuck elena yeah uh which is it's just like it sucks like i mean you know caroline's being perhaps a little overly sensitive and elena's being uh pretty oblivious she's being very oblivious the girls are fighting. Uh, but yeah, uh, she wants Caroline to explain, but Caroline just storms off. And then in the process of storming off, uh, Fred Dick sees Elena and thinks she's Catherine. It happens all the time, honestly. Mm-hmm. And she, she's like, no. And he's like, oh, sorry, wrong person. And then she very smartly, when she returns to the pool table, she texts Stefan to be like, that guy like thought I was Catherine. Mm-hmm. Which is super smart. And then he looks and he's gone. Yep, dun dun dun. So then Stefan and Elena are in the car, her in her little in I guess Jenna's Mini Cooper, um, driving back to his house, and they're like, We're trying to have a normal night. Let's deal with this later. And most importantly, it's the return of Elena's cream colored leather jacket. Yeah, they're uh, in Jenna's car because Elena doesn't have a car because you remember when uh, TV's Dylan Casey like was all up in the road and then she crashed her car a lot and it was totaled. So yeah, she's been driving Jenna's car this whole time. <laughs> 
So then we go into Sal- in like the Salvatore Manor, and Matt looks at it and gets really intimidated, and that made me really sad. And then Caroline said, I feel like I've been here before, and that made me even sadder. That's my Caroline sad face in my notes. And then uh, I wrote, car boys. <laughs> uh, Matt and Stefan start to bond over their mutual love of cars. I'm surprised that Stefan didn't also offer Matt some bourbon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some real dude shit then uh my next bullet point is slutty bar antics uh yeah i wrote jenna realizes demo and kelly about to fuck mm-hmm. and she pieces out uh they're tying they're tying cherry stems into knots with their tongues right yeah a threesome was not gonna happen poor jenna would be left out i cannot remember what i was watching recently where someone was like tying st- t- tying cherry stems uh, oh no it was gossip girl yeah it was 100 percent gossip girl <laughs> And That's all your references now. The only thing I watch now. And Michael just said, that isn't possible. And I was like, my mom can do that. <laughs> oh my God. So shut him down right quick. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> wow, so there you go. Shut down the entire podcast. <laughs> Look, my mom is a G. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, um, cars. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, Stefan shows off his, like, fancy car, and, um, they, uh, they talk about sports cars, and Caroline's, like, trying to be playful, but she's clearly, like, really miffed. Like, I like the blocking for this scene, because she's, like, really on the outside of it, and she makes this comment where she's like, I don't like sports cars, they're hard to make out in, and, uh, Matt oh, is Elena in and is like, I don't know, like we had a pretty good time. He's like, yeah, it wasn't that that bad. It's like, what the fuck, Matt? What is wrong with you? Oh god, yeah, Matt really fucking puts his foot in it there. That is so unbearably stupid. <laughs> and Matt Caroline storms off because, of course, she does. That was a really shitty thing to happen. Here's the thing: if you're worried that your current boyfriend might still have feelings for their ex, do not go on a double date with all of them. <laughs> <laughs> the ex is her best friend. That's the problem. She'd go on a double date with Bonnie, but Bonnie's out of town. Find either another couple, or instead of having a double date with them to prove that everything's okay, talk about it. I mean, here are Caroline's options besides Elena and Stefan. Mm-hmm. Bonnie and, I guess, uh, Sean Ferris. But Sean Ferris kidnapped her and died, and mm-hmm. now Bonnie's out of town. Um, Jeremy and Anna. <laughs> Jeremy is her friend's little brother. Mm-hmm. Um, any other options? Tyler. Tyler and some girl. She only has one couple friend that she can go on a double date with. Yeah, it's unfortunate. But yeah, it doesn't go well. uh, And it's a real bummer. Then uh, Jenna, when she's leaving the bar, um, she breaks her shoe. Aww. And she's because she's about to get in a cab because she doesn't have a car and she was drinking. So good on Jenna. Um, and uh, that's where she meets uh, Fred Dick and he breaks her other shoe, which I drew a sad face by. If a guy did that to me, I would uh, stab him in the face with the part of my shoe he broke off. I think it's a smooth move, but he's just not attractive. And that's what ruins it. Nah, no, don't didn't. break my property. <laughs> I mean, part of your property's already broken. And he's just like, well, you're off balance. I can't really fix the other ones. Just break it. Well, like, she could take, could have taken that to, like, a cobbler and gotten it fixed. A cobbler? Yeah, a shoe guy. Which founding family has the cobblers? Um, uh, hmm, which one? Um, 
Maybe the Lockwoods who like don't rule. Maybe like the cast off Lockwoods to to cobbling. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) That's what's happening. That's my tick. And uh, he's like, oh, I saw you in there with Damon Salvatore. Where does he live again? (laughs) Yeah, he's since it's 1864. He still thinks he lives at the old uh, Salvatore house. You know, that is no longer there. Yep. And she's like, no, he's at the boarding house. Um, then he tries to fuck her, which I don't like. And thank God, uh, Jenna has some vervain. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he's like, oh, what's that perfume? And she's like, I don't know. It was a gift. She also says, uh, hot guy plus drunk me is like a very bad idea. I'm like, he's not hot. I will agree that uh, by CW standards, they, they cast hunkier dudes. At this point, like I feel like they've reached maximum capacity of hotness in their casting for this season. Yeah, I think they're going for they were like casting for mean rather than hot. Yeah. Um next, uh Caroline and Elena have their second like secret conversation of this double date. A sure sign that a double date's going well. <laughs> um and Caroline makes this big point where she's like, You're everybody's first choice and I'm the backup. And it's sad. <laughs> it's very sad, yeah. She says, I'm like, I'm your map backup, I'm your body backup, which is like true, which mm-hmm. is unfortunate, but like it's a we've been through this. This is one hundred percent. Like Bonnie is Elena's number one best friend, and then Caroline. Mm-hmm. And it which like sucks. Like it makes me really, uh, really bummed. I love Caroline. You're my first choice, girl. <laughs> Yeah, it's like Bonnie and Elena are each other's number ones. For Caroline, Bonnie is her number one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess if in the case of Caroline, she's the only person who doesn't choose Elena first, pretty much. Yep. Uh, oh, my, my, my sweet girl. Um, and then uh, Matt fixes that car right quick. Because Stefan does not learn how to fix cars in all of his fucking years on this earth. I kind of think that was just a lie. He's just lazy then. These yeah. damn vampires, these damn lazy ass vampires taking our jobs. <laughs> I think he just doesn't want to call attention to himself by like driving a bright red sports car. It's a really flashy car. Um, but uh, Matt and Caroline decide to take the car. Like Stefan's like, why don't you guys take the car out by yourselves? Uh, which is a nice olive branch. <laughs> Surprising Matt's not like, hey, Elena, you want to go for a ride? <laughs> Matt thought of it's a sweet boy, but... I don't want to say he's dumb because, like, he's not, like, Damon levels of dumb. But, like, when it comes to women, he's pretty dumb. He is tactless, for sure. It takes him a while to process the things he needs to process in relationships. Mm-hmm. And I, think, I think the thing is, like, he um, might not have a lot of, uh, like, women who are very normal around him. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's Vicky and his mom who, um, I, you know, he probably had to ignore his fair share of emotional outbursts to, like, get through the day with. And then Elena, who, like, you know, birds braid her hair. Like, she's a Disney princess. <laughs> so I think uh, I think Caroline's tough for him. She's definitely not simple. Mm-hmm. Even when she, like, she's in a good place, all it takes is one thing, basically, to fuck that up. Yeah. Uh, next, we have a Jeremy and Anna scene. Our first palm slicing of the series. <laughs> Uh, um, is this a good time for me to get up on my soapbox about uh, TV characters cutting each cutting cutting themselves too hard? Uh, I brought up the TV.com price person like photo recaps of Vampire Diaries, and that was like a point he always brought up. But like all the goddamn palm slicing, like this is the worst place to cut your hand. That would hurt. Getting cuts on your hands or your fingers 
fucking sucks. It, this is a problem on Supernatural too. Whenever they have to like cut mm-hmm. themselves to prove they're not demons, they're yep. always like carving up their arms. A little blood will do. If if the whole point was just getting a little blood, just give yourself a little poke. Give yourself a paper cut, honestly. Yeah. Shave your leg. Yeah. Yeah. Like right, like on the calf, like right on the meat. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Jill, what do you think about hand cutting, palm slicing, all that fun stuff? Guys, I haven't really given it that much thought. Wow. <laughs> I just kind of went along for the ride, you know? You say you, you've watched vampire programming and supernatural programming, and yet you've not ever thought about palm slicing? Yeah, I can't say I have. Sorry. I have thought about it watching Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> then it would be more dangerous to do it. <laughs> like Jeremy's gonna have that he's gonna have it on his hand for like two or three weeks and it's gonna sting and it's gonna be annoying and he's gonna have to change band-aids every time he washes his hands and that's no good yeah Jill it's basically the things that this stupid show makes you think about for the rest of your life like palm slicing <laughs> that's that's where we're at <laughs> absolutely um, but anyways, uh, he slices his, his, uh, his little palm to, uh, to get, uh, Anna's attention. He's just a little dick about this. And she chokes him and is like, what the fuck are you doing? She gets horny eyes and he's like, drink my blood. <laughs> <And so> she- <laughs> <laughs> yep, he, says, he says, drink my blood. I'm goofy. <laughs> that's how he does it. Look, that's what happens. Uh, word for word. Uh, check the tapes. And uh, Jenna interrupts. And uh, while he is, you know, sticking his head out to say hi to her, Anna runs away, which, good move, girl. Yeah. Next, we have Matt and Caroline in the car. And mm. Matt's like, did I pass? And I'm like, you didn't, Matt. <laughs> yeah, and then we get a Caroline speech. Um, we also get Jill not paying attention to the scene because the band Parachute had a song <laughs> in uh, the scene. <laughs> The mess I made played in the background, and I could not stop laughing. (laughs) (laughs) You were apparently singing along, you said. I was. That's a great album. All of Parachute's albums are great, quite honestly. Go check them out, listeners. (laughs) I enjoy Parachute too, but I didn't get distracted by the scene. (laughs) Well, all that matters is that they they make up and they smoosh. It's easy to make out in a sports car, Caroline. (laughs) Except she bonks her head. And we make a little joke about it. <laughs> a good head bonk as opposed to the concussion head bonk. Yeah, the, definitely uh, Caroline's uh, most comedic head bonk so far. <laughs> Her least worrying one. Speaking of worrying, good transition. We got Damo bringing Kelly home. Ooh. I mean, it's hot, honestly. It is. It is. But then, um, you know what's not hot? Seeing. <laughs> uh, your mom uh, getting her ass touched by TVs in Summerhalter. Her ass is all out. Yeah, that is a rough moment for Matt. It is, it sucks. I just feel so shitty for him. Yeah, it was not a good moment for Matt. Again, his life is ruined by Demo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and there's no end to that in sight, so... <laughs> What will Damo do next to poor Maddie Blue? But uh, then Anna and Pearl have a scene where she's like, hey, I like can't be worrying about you two. Like, stay in line. 
at first it's just like, come on, bro, you gotta give your daughter some space. She's been living like this long without you. But at the same time, it's like Pearl has just gotten out of the tomb and she's finally reconnected with her daughter. I can understand her not wanting like her out of her sight, basically. She misses her daughter. I'm like, this is actually cute. I Pearl and I are the best. Yeah, they're sweeties. Yeah. We stand. Um, then we have a, a Stefan and Elena scene, uh, before Elena drives, uh, Caroline home and she's like, refuses to let him chaperone her trip back home. And she's like, no, 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 we're normal tonight, which seems like something awful is about to happen. <laughs> but, uh, then we have a, uh, Stefan and Damon scene, uh, Fred, Fred, Dick and bitch Anne attack. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, it does not go well for Bitch Anne. She gets staked by Stefan. Yeah, Ooh. she gets killed. Ooh. And uh, Fred Dick, like, loops out of there. Yeah, Fred Dick runs away. Like, he's the, the true Bitch Anne, if you will. Yeah, I will. <laughs> and uh, Stefan and Damon are like, oh, hey, I recognize them from 1864. Um, then we have a scene at the Donovans, which is, again, really sad, where Matt's like, I'm the kid and you're the adult. Like, you're supposed to be taking care of me. And it uh, bums me out. Yeah. And it's Matt is a sad boy. And I feel bad for him. I really do. Like, he just, yeah, he's it's a tough life. I feel like his life's not going to get better. Not even a spoiler for the show. I just don't feel like things are going to be better for Matt ever. Yep. Jill, do you think that Matt's life will get better? I mean, based on what you're saying, no, but I hope it does. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we all hope it does, but like, will it? Uh, <laughs> that's the thing. Look, he's dating Caroline. That's good. I mean, yeah, that's good. But I mean, she has to give a speech every fucking episode <laughs> because of <laughs> it's not going well. Look, I still believe. Um... <laughs> We then have a cross with uh, Jeremy and Elena, which I really like, where they're both mm-hmm. brushing their teeth in their shared bathroom. Um, and they both like are like, how was your night? Oh, super normal. Yep. They had a normal one for sure. Definitely. I like that so much. That's like just fun high school shit. Um, that's fun high school show shit you could do on any show. And I like mm-hmm. that they do it here and it makes me happy. It makes me happy and I like it. So it's good. The end. Uh, next scene, Vamp House. Uh, Fred Dick uh, owns up. Pearl gives him a little stabby. It's so good. So she's like, so where's Beth Ann? He's like, uh, she's not coming back. You were right. Um, Pearl's like, you want something to drink? He's like, sure. She gives him a drink. She also stabs him in the gut with a wooden spoon, which is amazing. Ow, ow, ow. And she's like, next time you'll listen to me. Pearl is a fucking G. Don't fuck with Pearl. She's so good. She really is. Uh, then Stefan and Elena talk to each other on the phone, and they're real cute, and Elena has a teddy bear. Oh, how Damon's disposing of a body. <laughs> and Damon's fully disposing of it. And it's just like, could you, like, do something about this? And I'm like, fuck off, Damon. It's like, they're having a sweet moment, Damon. <laughs> Where, I forget when uh, Damon, Damon does refer to Elena as our girlfriend again in some point in these two episodes. It's before the fundraiser, I believe. Yeah, and we love it. Yeah. Uh, Anna visits Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy's a fucking idiot. <laughs> and he brings up that he saw her horny eyes in the cemetery. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he brings up Vicky and how, you know, he thought at the time, like, all of her behavior was because of the drugs. But now he's thinking, you know, vampire stuff. And then remember your horny eyes in the cemetery. Yeah. Anna says she's a sucker for guys like you, you know, lost ones, which honestly felt, comes with like what she said with Sean Ferris, but at, at least she seems like she likes Jeremy a lot more than she ever liked Sean Ferris. Yeah. 
Um, and he asks, you know, like, what? yeah, and then that's in her response to him asking, why didn't you kill me? And then he ends the episode with a big request. Uh, Jeremy would like uh, for Anna to turn him. Yeah. Um, so part of that is because he he thinks that Vicky was turned into a vampire. And specifically when he says that, Anna's face is just like, oh, yeah, this is about another girl who is not me at all. Boo. Pissed. Yeah. Jeremy definitely spends a lot of time saying how much he cared about his ex-girlfriend. And he's like, yeah, I think she's a vampire. And that's what happened. And I guess you're here, too. <laughs> Yeah, uh, were I Anna, I would not be flattered. He was kind of like a Matt Donovan, being very stupid with the girls and not saying the right thing at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he wants to be turned, and Jill was like, I knew it! <laughs> Tell us, Jill. Yeah, I knew that, but it just it came out of nowhere. He was just binging vampires, and then all of a sudden he wants to be one? <laughs> Look, he liked what he binged. But, like, Why? <laughs> I mean, uh, he was talking a lot about Vicky. It, again, in his mind, Vicky is not just gone. She's alive also. Yeah. So, and he thinks maybe she's a vampire, so. Yep. <laughs> Which uh, is uh, sad. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> also, I was just thinking about uh, who could play Bloody Becky in the version <laughs> of the show that has Bloody Becky. Um, and I just remembered, so Kevin Williamson a few years before Vampire Diaries, worked with Tessa Thompson. He could have gotten Tessa Thompson to play Bloody Becky. Oh my god. I would I would actually die. If I, like, watching a Jeremy Tessa Thompson scene would would be something. I would die. I would cry. I would weep. Um, I actually would genuinely love to see. Uh, I love Tessa. Um, Those are the episodes. Yeah. Um, so let's do Jill's rankings of the characters for these two episodes. Um, Demo is still number one after shooting uh-huh. to the top last time. I'm going to leave Bonnie up there too, even though we had no Bonnie. I don't know if Bonnie should be allowed since she's not in the episodes. <laughs> I think really? that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I don't like no one. I didn't really care about anyone in these episodes. <laughs> not even Jenna. Not even poor Jenna. <laughs> I mean, I'll toss Jenna up there. Yeah, you're mad at her for bailing on the possible threesome. <laughs> yeah, the possible threesome only in your mind. She <laughs> was aware she would not get to have sex with either one of them. Okay, but like she could have. It's called <laughs> in the room. Jill's <laughs> <laughs> like, I've never read the room in my goddamn life. <laughs> <laughs> Look, and I respect it. Um, okay, so Demo and maybe Jenna is your ranking. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I oh, yeah, no. let's pass pearl up there i like pearl, yeah, pearl yeah. okay there we go all right i'm that's good <laughs> okay now for crushes <laughs> crushes 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 so obviously fred dick is number one you guys <laughs> uh my number one is tessa thompson as bloody Beck. Um, <laughs> yes <laughs> um hmm I think I might know mine. I'm not happy with myself. Uh oh, is it gonna be Fred Dick? No, I think Jeremy. I think I like Damon in for fifteen. Okay, <laughs> we're really worried about what's happening here. When he's a drunk mess, and then uh, I'm a mat in uh, in there goes the neighborhood because I would like him to be taken care of by me. Yeah, so we tend to make it like one per episode so i can't like be like it's these two things from this episode we have to like you have to keep it separated don't we we kind of 
trying to do? Like, I think we play fast and loose with that. You can do whatever you want. I make up the rules as we go. Yeah, no rules for crutches. The heart wants okay. So my crushes are Pearl and oh, the yeah. threesome of Damo, Jenna, and Kelly. <laughs> yes. Phenomenal. I respect it and I'm into it. Yes. <laughs> I would say mine for a few good men would be Damo as well. Mm-hmm. There we go. And then for There Goes the Neighborhood, it is a tie between Pearl for being a bad bitch mm-hmm. and then um, Stefan for going on a double date with Hugh Hefner and two playmates. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Because <laughs> uh, that uh, sealed the deal for me on uh, <laughs> Mr. Steve over there. <laughs> Go, Steve. This is good. So, yeah, I guess we talked about all we need to talk about. Yeah, I think so. Unless, uh, Jill, do you have any ideas on what's going to happen next? I mean, it seems like Jeremy uh, is pretty hell-bent on becoming a vampire. He does seem that way. I don't think it'll happen um, with this show. Who knows? Um, <laughs> going to say I don't think it'll happen right away, but it might happen right away. <laughs> um, I want to know more about uh, Warner's ring mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and how that worked. So I hope we get that. Uh, who do you think uh, Elena's bio dad is? Because Amanda Detmer knew, but she didn't say anything, so. Um, I like the thought that Morgan had, where it's Damo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. He's explaining when he's, uh, when he's up on stage at the uh, Bachelor auction, talking about uh, Isabel and like saying that she's delicious and all this stuff. I was like, like it kind of just sounds like he fucked her, so it... This would not be the show, but it would be hilarious if she was like, is David my dad? <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Like, she's like, he told me that vampires couldn't have kids, but like, what if they can? And David's my dad. Like, I've been having a lot of like, really weird sexual tension with him. <laughs> Anyways, there you go. But yeah, so the next two episodes is when we have Michael, right? Yes. Boy episodes. Boys. Boys. That'll be episodes uh, 17 and 18. Mm-hmm. Let the right one in and under control. Hell yeah. Under control. Sl- I mean, they both slap, honestly. They slap. They super duper slap. Um, Michael is very excited. Uh, he really likes this episode, so it'll be fun. So get ready for that. Mm-hmm. If you want to find me on the internet, you can go to Twitter at LaFergs, and then you can find all of my works and such. I always tweet about them and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I got cool things coming up, but can't really talk about them, so I won't. <laughs> um, very cool. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Lorgan Mudich. Um, I'm going crazy uh, with the quarantine and all, so if you would like to uh, watch my Descent into Madness, this is a good place to look. As though she weren't already there. Right. Um, I am on Twitter. Uh, at Jilbo Baggins, but instead of two L's, it's two I's. Because of a person we're going to fight. Mm-hmm. But like, what if, That's I, a bonus. what if I can get the the actual Jilbo Baggins handle? Then I, it's not fun. You know? I mean, but then we could say we fought someone for you. Yeah. That's true. That's true. And you know we would. Yes. <laughs> Um, but yeah, play Cut by Plum, you guys. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> listen to Cut by Plum. <laughs> Jill, are you listening to Cut by Plum right now? I will be. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>